When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. With another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our fantastic shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out Yami Swoot, aka Jamie Sweet, those five things articles, and Laker Tom with his fabulous articles as well at Lakerholics.com. There's also our good friend, Mr. Joe Sorrow, aka Ox1947. That's right, the guy down there, the guy down there. Go ahead and check him out today at Lakersball.com. Plus our live watch parties right there for you. We're back with the live watch parties right there. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Sean Grice was all over it. Big shout out to Nick Molina. He was all over it. And yes, Joe and I actually stained it with our own presence. But we're obviously having a great time picking on each other throughout the live watch party there for you at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Those are good friends of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you want your lawn transformed into something much more beautiful than it is today, and you live in the Southern California area, please go ahead and check out what they're doing today at simblades.com. That's right, simblades with a Y.com. And if you can support on that, plus like and subscribe. Please go ahead and subscribe to wherever you watch us, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and Trovo. We got Trovo at it as well. So please go ahead and check us out today, wherever you get your podcasts. If you can do all that, it is sincerely appreciated. Zangerstein says it best. It's sad that it took all these injuries just for Darwin to play big, normal size basketball-like teams. Although there's still some little bit shorter options out there that we're playing at from time to time that does make me a little bit nervous. And I know it does for you as well, Zangerstein, but it was a great game today. Return to form from LeBron James coming off a one-game illness to go ahead and face off with the rest of the Los Angeles Lakers against the Atlanta Hawks in a game which we we're kind of concerned because announced before the game, Troy Brown is out. Austin Reeves are out, is out. Austin Reeves is out for at least a couple weeks, what we're hearing, with a hamstring injury. 
Then we're also hearing, of course, continuously what is going on with Anthony Davis. We're also hearing continuously what's going on with the rest of the team as far as who's in, who's out. We heard that a report that uh, Sterling Brown, brother of Shannon Brown, is now a member of the Los Angeles Lakers for more than 10 days. We're not sure because he's been only given a 10-day contract. And even the rumors of a Boogie Cousins reunification may be in order because he will be, according to reports, trying out for the Lakers here and working out with the team for a little bit to see if he could go ahead and maybe come back on the team. So all these variables as far as who's in, who's out, who's there and who's there, not there on the roster. Plus also as well, Lonnie Walker has been on the lineup too. What does that do for the Lakers? Well, it hasn't slowed them down a bit. They had an excellent first half transition, transition, transition. As I always say for this team is what they need to do. Get out in front. And they did very well in this first half beating the Atlanta Hawks soundly in that first half, getting 70 points in the first half, really looking good. The third quarter, wasn't a terrible third quarter. They still got outscored by five, but they played even in the fourth and really cruised to a strong victory, 130 to 114. LeBron got a little bit of extra rest, so hopefully he'll be able to go ahead and gut it out for tomorrow's game against Sacramento. And here today to talk about today's game are two great parts of our live watch party along with Nick Molina. Thanks so much again, Nick, for hosting it with us. It's a good man to deed. He's the madman for Toronto, the guy who just can't get out of Toronto traffic. It is the magic man. Sean Grice, great to have you here. We're, we're excited. I can ta- I can almost taste the wi- chicken wings that Joe's are going to eat. In fact, everybody was asking me if I'm going to be doing the, the Blazing Wings Challenge as well. That's kind of scary, man. Actually, it is, Gerald. Uh, what would be your dipping sauce? Ranch. How about that? Okay. All right. What if I could do all you, 12? You can't have ranch. ranch. You cannot have ranch. Why? When you when you do the challenge, it's 12 wings, no 12 ranch, water. 12, 12 different hot sauces. But see, I'm going to trick you, and I'm just going to make it into 12 different things of ranch, and I'm just going to fake my way through it because I'm that much of a sissy when it comes all to that hot stuff. <laughs> you said it, not me. Anyway. I'm not uh, going to lie to you, man. I'm, because no. I'm like, after number four or five, I'm just going to be like. <laughs> it was a great, it was a great victory for the Lakers tonight. Um, you know, we, we talk about, you know, points in the paint, free throws, and the three-point advantage. If you can win two out of three drills, um, you're on your way to a victory uh, most nights. And they won two out of three. They had 16 three-pointers versus Atlanta's, I believe, nine. So we were plus seven there. Atlanta beat us a little bit in the free throw category. Uh, 12 makes, uh, 17 makes our 12. Uh, but we did outscore them in the paint 66 to 50. Um, like you said, that that's the game the Lakers need to play right now. Can you beat the team in transition when they um, hurt themselves, uh, Atlanta had Atlanta had ninety six shots and twelve turnovers. So, out of hundred and eight possessions, they had hundred and fourteen points. That's not bad. That's not a bad defensive effort. Uh, versus the Lakers, Lakers had ninety three shot attempts, uh, 
few more turnovers. They had 18, so you're 130 points on 111 possessions. Again, you know, you, you want your offense to maybe be a little bit better, but you'll take a 16-point victory tonight. Well, you know what? It really was a solid performance all the way around, although I agree with Terrence. They do need to figure out something with the third quarter. And also here today to go ahead and talk about today's game. Another great guy indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at sinblades.com. And of course, lakersball.com as well as Ox1947. It is Joe Soro. And as Sean and I were talking about, great performance in that first half, the way they kept up the pace, the tempo. But I'm agreeing with Terrence. You know, this third quarter deal, you, you make fun of me when I talk about it. But it is a serious problem continuing on for the Lakers that they just cannot find any way to even stay even in the third quarter. Um, I'm not going to really think about that right now. Uh, You're just going to bask in the glow of victory. Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, this is a league of runs, and they, they equal both the number twos and good runs, and that's just how it is. Um. The Lakers were pretty much wire to wire in this game. I don't have anything really negative to say about the results, which is at the end of the day, that's all that matters, except for the fact that the Lakers still have a lot of lazy plays that that, that are displaying throughout the game that are unnecessary, that are not forced. If they can solve that problem, they are a dangerous team. And, and mind you, this is a team that doesn't have Anthony Davis on it, didn't have Austin Reeves, which many people say is at least the fifth best player on the team, fourth best player on the team. I don't know if that's true, but, you know, you can argue it. The Lakers seem to have a step in the last week that I haven't seen up until this week, which is they are now not thinking. It looks like they're not thinking as much during a sequence. Uh, there was a pass that Wenyan Gabriel made under the basket. It was a terrible pass by Russell Westbrook, but his reaction time was so quick in getting the ball out before he got collapsed on under the basket to Kendrick Nunn, and Kendrick Nunn hit a three. That play right there showed me something beyond the fact of what's been going on this year, who's available, who's not available. If someone like Wenyan Gabriel can react that quickly on a play like that and create a positive in it, that is a very good sign that your team has some kind of chemistry connection that's that's coming together. I'm having a hard time believing that we're two games from the sixth seed. Forget the eight. Forget the ten. The sixth. We're two games behind Golden State. For the sixth spot, I guess if there was a year the Lakers had to stumble out of the gate, it was this year. And if AD comes back and finishes the year without an injury and LeBron keeps doing what he's doing and the role players pick up each other's slack, I'm not expecting Kendrick Nunn to play lights out the rest of the year. I would love for him to. I wouldn't be surprised considering it's a contract year, which is what I, I thought he would be in it this year. 
Thomas Bryan is just, he's starting to show that there's some consistency there that we're going to have to expect, which is great. Schroeder's playing lights out. If this is the team that ends up really putting it together with a healthy AD, there's, there's, there's something here guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting to turn a little bit here. I'm starting to see the results and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what it ends up being. I'm telling you, my friend, it's very interesting. It's getting more interesting all the time to see this team and how it's reacting to even all the injuries. Sean, I'm going to ask you this, my friend, when it comes to the continuous line of, of injuries, this is not just the Lakers right now. We're seeing it with all a whole bunch of teams right now trying to deal with these issues. Again, the Lakers did sign Sterling Brown today to a 10-day contract. There's also the talk that they may go ahead at some point in time and look deeper into DeMarcus Cousins. But despite the injuries, despite the things that are going on with the Lakers in and out of the lineup, if you have LeBron James there, I mean, yeah, the last victory obviously was very miraculous because there was no LeBron, no AD. But once you have LeBron there as a steadying factor, if you could just give him any kind of support, it seems like for now at least – on a lot of occasions against these so-so teams, he can get the job done. Oh, 100%, Gerald. Um, I, just said, I didn't say good teams. I didn't say yeah. great teams. I said so-so teams. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, you know, if, if if you give LeBron, you know, a few utility players who, who could do, you know, um, two to three things, uh, you know, average to good to well, um, you know, he's like a mechanic. He's just going to go under the hood and figure out a way to make it work. Um, like you said, not great teams, not elite teams, but against so-so teams, average teams, LeBron's intellect and um, his ability to to be patient and and wait the game out rather than forcing the issue plays to the Lakers advantage right now, especially since, you know, we're, we are still bereft of shooting. We may have shot a decent percentage tonight, but that's, that's not going to happen multiple games in a row. You're going to have to rely on, um, I mean, my goodness, we, we even won the rebounding battle tonight. Thomas Bryant and Russell Westbrook combined for 24 rebounds, including 20, on the defensive board. So hats off to them for protecting the rim. Thomas Bryant, again, finds a way to contribute. If his shot isn't falling from beyond the arc, he still finds a way to to eke out points at the rim. He's playing with much more confidence. This is as confident as I've seen him in a Lakers uniform. And, um, you know, like Joe was saying, maybe... Maybe they get uh, they get a couple more victories here, and then you're cooking with peanut oil. Well, again, it's just very encouraging to see how the Lakers are playing and how they're adapting to the in-and-out lineups because a lot of these teams are right now struggling with the in-and-out lineups that they're dealing with so far this season. So it's very encouraging to see. Go, go ahead, I'm, John. Good yeah, time. and I'm, I'm going to put out a, a Mamba challenge to the Lakers. Oh, watch for, out for tomorrow, Gerald. That you you finally defeat a decent team on a back to back. Look, they've they played 
so tomorrow will be the sixth back-to-back they played all year. They've only won one on the back end of that, and that was the the Spurs uh, mini series that we played. So I believe calling... if, we, if they do win tomorrow night, it'll be their first victory against a team in the Pacific Division. A hundred percent. That's the Mama Challenge. Defeat the Sacramento Kings tomorrow. They don't have victories against anyone in the Pacific Division. That's part of the problem right there as far as how this season has went for the Lakers. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Lakers do win. Going away, cruising to a 130 to 114 victory. It's the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here with the Magic Man, Sean Grice and Joe Sorrell. The Lakers are now 18 and 21. They're a game out of 10th place. And as Joe said earlier, they're two games out of sixth place in the Western Conference. You don't even look at the division anymore. I was just saying that before we went on the air. Like We don't even look at the division as far as the Pacific Division anymore, really doesn't really matter it's usually about what's going on in the conference joe let me ask you this when it comes to the lakers you're seeing some very encouraging signs obviously it led you to go ahead and you know obviously let everybody know about the thoughts that you had on as far as if the lakers win five in a row that you might be doing the or you will be doing the blazing challenge who knows i was even told to go ahead and do it so you never know i may even up and do it if they win five in a row but when it comes to the Lakers, and you're seeing these encouraging signs without AD, without Lonnie Walker, without Austin Reeves, without Troy Brown Jr. as well. I mean, the list keeps going on as far as in the mass unit, but the Lakers still keep going strong. And uh, I'm assuming it's coming from maybe just our impatient philosophies in today's sports world, or maybe in life in general. We are by the minute critics by the series by the heck we were doing it tonight every bad play was critiqued to the t and i think where that comes from is we live in a culture now where we can get on a computer we can talk while we're on the computer we can be on the computer talk and watch the game we can be on the computer talk watch the game and entertain people People are watching and I don't know if it's ever going to be like it used to be where we don't talk about the bad plays after a game. I mean, 
Sportsnet does it, I think. They don't really talk about the bad stuff. I guess we could be fake like that, but I think if anything, it's just my thing is I know the difference between lazy play and the inability to make a shot or get room to make a shot. You can visibly see when it's not necessarily in their control. You can get outplayed by the opponent and go, there's nothing, you know, LeBron could have done there. He got double teamed and he got it at the end of the clock, shot clock, and he couldn't make the shot. But instead, there's these uh, ill-advised threes, ill-advised passes that shouldn't be going. Uh, and that's, I think, where we criticize. But they did such good stuff tonight that it overshadowed all that. And it doesn't really matter in the end, guys. We need wins. We need wins desperately because the more wins like this we get, the more it hurts that we could very easily be, you know, uh, 30 and 18 if we just win a few of those games that we should have won. But it is what it is. We are in a place now where chemistry is building. A lot of the role players are playing consistently and some are surprising us. And with good news coming out of the camp with AD, if AD plays healthy the rest of the year and LeBron continues to play the way he's playing, we have an interesting change in mindset now. What if the Lakers kill it in the second half of the year? What if they go 30 and 11? Then what do we do? Want to thank everybody so much for watching and listening. Uh, Joe, you got a quick question from uh, obviously right here on Twitch, right there. ISO IEF says, How y'all feel about the Lakers season so far? I mean, obviously, we're seeing a good part of the stretch now. It's been disappointing for most of it, but we're start- starting to see maybe some light at the end of the tunnel. My my assessment of the season is, and, and the interpretation is going to at least my own interpretation of my assessing my feelings on how I've reacted to the team. Sometimes I sit back and I'm like, have I been hard on the team too much? These are new guys. They're playing together. There's injuries. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've been hard on them. Um, But then there's another side that tells me we have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on this team. LeBron James is at an advanced age, whatever that means at this point. And we're in a somewhat time crunch in trying to somehow squeeze in one more title with the AD LeBron era. And more than that is 18. It's 18. And I'll I'll, I'll tell you why I'm being fair on this. When Kobe won in 2010, he had won his fifth championship, and he did it beating the Celtics. This is the first time as a grown adult in my life as a Laker fan where I saw a Laker team defeat the Celtics in the finals, and they defeated them in in, in astonishing fashion, coming back from 3-2, killing them in game six to force game seven and winning that back and forth game seven, which probably took about a year of my life away. Yeah. Considering we couldn't hit the 
broadside of a barn in that first 24 minutes. And, and, and KG, and I'd said this on a show way back, KG reiterated that they could not move in that game. They were just, they were so spent. It was and, like pudding. It was and, like pudding and, and pudding. And, and Kobe Bryant, I, the, the madman, the crazy man, the workout freak, you know when you've watched sports or been involved in sports or played sports, you know that Kobe left. Kobe left that series kind of like how Madison Bumgarner left the 2014 World Series. That whole run, he he essentially did what he did in that run, and he had never been the same since because he went – he, he went in through the depths of everything and essentially won that World Series for the Giants. Same with Kobe. Kobe, those last three years, squeezed every ounce of talent, training, message, inspira- inspiration, whatever. Win the fifth title, beating the Celtics in a Game 7 for the first time, beating the Celtics. First of all, Lake Celtics had never lost a 3-2 lead. Done. Never lost a game seven. Done. Never lost a game seven to the Lakers. Done. Kobe finishes his 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 career beating the Celtics in the finals, getting five, essentially solidifying his career altogether. Even though he was catching Jordan, I never looked at it that way. I actually went after that finals and said, hey, man, that was a hell of a decade. We got five championships in 11 years. Wow, what a freaking amazing way to end it, right? Same thing here. 18 is like, if we can get 18, it would almost make us, at least for me, would make the following years a little bit more tolerable in terms of if they're not winning. I can just kind of sort of enjoy, hey, you know what? We got to kind of build this up again and see what happens next. We'll see uh, as, as, yeah. as, as far as uh, my expectations, um, I, I think uh, me, I don't want to speak for Gerald, but I think he said uh, something similar that it's hard. It was really hard to gauge an expectation this year, just based on what we saw last year. Um, so for them to go own five and skid out and then, get the car back on the road because for for Darvin Ham's faults and we've pointed them out he's got them fighting their asses off they don't quit not like last year's team when last year's team if they were down 15 with 8 minutes to go in the fourth quarter they'd likely just wave the white flag and call it a day but not this group they they keep fighting they hustle. Um, so outside of the 0-5 start, and then we got the ro- car back on the road. We went 5-10 and 10 over in the next 15, and now we've won four in a row. Um, you know, it's up and down right now, but so is the rest of the Western Conference, basically, except for the, the Nuggets, the Pelicans right now. Um, I, feel, I feel decent about where they are right now just given all the injuries and and the uh, lack of chemistry um i'd still like to see them make a move they 
you need to shore up that perimeter defense some way, somehow. I'm not saying they need an overhaul or anything, but you need to weld something together that can, that can, if you want to make a run, you're going to have to add at least two perimeter players right now to this roster. And with the month left before the trade deadline, the inference for something to be done to hopefully help this team, because Joe, I want to talk to you about the, one of the reasons why the Lakers have done so well in this four game win streak, especially the last two was the fact that LeBron this tonight. And actually, of course, the previous game, the supporting cast really stepped up to the plate and gave great performances as a unit for the most part. Very true. But but let me, let me finish. The thing is we have not been able to say that consistently at all most of the year, because it is on paper to be still one of the weakest in the NBA. So how many performances you're going to get continuously from this supporting cast, which is of great concern, which necessitates in my opinion, still that the Lakers should still seek out some trades to go ahead and build this roster. It helps to have LeBron only play 33 minutes a game. Now, if you have AD playing, you might be able to shrink that to the my number, which is 29 to 30 for LeBron. Uh, we'll talk about that more when, when, when AD comes back. Now, as far as the role players playing, usually role players being consistent and effective, that's usually a very good coaching trait for the coach. That means the coach is inspiring the the secondary players to buy into the to the game. Um, LeBron makes it a little easy because he is a team first pass type guy. Uh, that does help, but usually a good role playing team is usually meaning there's there's something the coach is doing that's that's putting them in the right position and, and they're being effective. Uh, Thomas Bryant is is uh, this wasn't a surprise that he would play well. I think the only thing we were waiting on is if, if his leg had healed enough. I know that he doesn't have the lateral movement, uh, and I don't know if he ever will, even with even when he didn't have an, uh, an injury issue. He doesn't have the vertical lift. But there is a there is a feel for the game that he has. Yeah. Tonight he was able to maneuver himself in certain spots, and I I love a guy who when he's two feet from the rim just finding a knack to getting that ball in there. And that is what Thomas Bryant has really, really, really done well. He's catching the ball, even when the ball isn't really necessarily where he needs it to be. Those are, that's another huge thing. It, it's a very, the, the, the two points, and I, I'll keep saying this as many times as I can, those two points don't turn into two points. They turn into more because of the, execution of something that probably should not have happened meaning if he's getting a bounce pass that's a little too much to the left and he's able to grab it with his right hand pull it in and then dunk it right away that's a huge play because that's either a turnover which turnovers are the great momentum breakers then have it you know switch over to the new other team but with him he's catching everything within his vicinity and getting it in the basket which is huge he makes his free throws, which is huge for a big man. Imagine if you have Bryant and AD in that lineup and you've got the perimeter guys doing their thing, keeping everybody honest, and then you got AD doing his thing, Thomas doing his thing, and on top of that, if you're fouling those guys, 
they're hitting at an 80% clip. That is what wins basketball games. That's what wins playoff games. Now, I wasn't going to mention the trade thing because I'm trying to stay away from that. But you asked, so I have to answer now. Yes. Short answer, yes. They still need reinforcements. But we may not need three or four like I thought should they continue to play like this. At this point, they probably need a couple guys. But then you're going to have to battle the fact that are you going to mess up how, who you're going to trade and still keep the chemistry there. I, I would feel confident if I had Jerry West calling the shots. Heck, even Mitch to, a, to some degree. I don't have that same confidence. I don't have that same confidence with Rob. I don't know if he knows how to do that. I don't even so, have that same confidence with Mitch. I'm sorry. Well, Mitch, Mitch went out. I, I, you I. All dang. Hello. The longer, the longer, <laughs> the longer we talk about that, the more, and maybe I'm being naive or giving Mitch a, a a break here. I, I got a little bit of a feeling that he sabotaged the Lakers on purpose with those two. With those naive. But that's a different story for a different time. As of right now, the Lakers have shifted the three to four player need in terms of acquisition to two. Can you get two guys between now and February 9th, not mess up chemistry, and have those two guys being really important parts to getting the Lakers into the playoffs and also doing damage in the playoffs? Hmm. Hmm. Great question that was posed by Brian in the chat. The world's best Lakers chat room right here at the Lakers fast break. Hi, well, right there. It's Brian right there. I posted up on the screen. How good do y'all think? And I'm using his words. How good do y'all think we can be if healthy when AD and everyone else comes back and the way LeBron is playing? Well, if LeBron continues to play like this, Sean, and AD continues to you know, comes back and can play anywhere near the MVP level or like level he was playing earlier this season, and you can get any kind of help consistently from the supporting cast with the way the Western Conference is right now, I think anything is possible. I'm beginning to think anything is possible. Just beginning to. Yeah, Gerald, I, I'm. I've been sprinkled with uh, that pixie dust as well. <laughs> I'm gonna sprinkle all. I'm gonna sprinkle all over you right now, my friend, right here. <laughs> Just a little bit. The Western Conference is wide open, and we only find ourselves, like Joe said, a game and a half out of six spot. There are only two and a half games out of a top four spot. Um, I th- They don't match up well with Memphis or New Orleans, even no. at a full roster, but they match up very well against Denver. Yes, absolutely. You know, they've gone, even with the the uh, injury bugaboo, they've gone seven and five without AD, which is really good, actually. If, you know, if you're, if you're playing almost 600 ball, with one of your best players out, that's pretty damn good. I think, look, Gerald, I think we saw the best out of this group already during that Milwaukee game. I think that's the best kind of effort overall you could hope for. Uh, that's probably their their ceiling. 
I, I just, there's because of a lack of consistency with the injuries and because of a lack of chemistry uh, with the injuries as well, it's difficult. It, that's a difficult question to answer about, you know, how good are they together right now? I think they'd probably end up being, you know, in the middle, basically, uh, if they didn't add anything and AD and LeBron were were playing at peak levels. I think you're a four or five seed there. Um, I think if you add uh, a couple of really strong perimeter defenders and one, preferably two shooters slash scores, then you can vault yourself in that having a puncher's chance against uh, a team with uh, a lot of depth like uh, Memphis or New Orleans. But you're right. We're not, we're just not there with them. I think they can if you've got two players like LeBron and AD playing at the level that they've played this season. But that's a very, very tall, if against such a stacked roster that both New Orleans and Memphis have. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just think it's harder. Denver, they seem to always play well against Jokic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to be something that it's really easy for them. Phoenix, it's kind of come and go. Golden State, it's kind of come and go. It's kind of, you know, it just seems weird how they could just dominate those teams one day and they get bit dominated by them the next. But I think Denver is a real good matchup for them. The Clippers, you know, with the Clippers, that's something that they have to start shaking off because they've not been very successful against the Clippers. But again, LeBron and AD playing at an MVP like level or like two of the top 10 players in the game, I think anything is not out of the question at this point in time. Joe, you concur with both Sean and myself? Yeah, I, I prefer you not mention the Clippers anymore because I don't. Well, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to mention they are in the Pacific Division and the Western. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care about the Pacific <laughs> Division and the Clippers or anything involving. They them. are above the Lakers right your, now. Your 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 infatuation with that franchise is, is a little. I mentioned that tiring. three times in a month, and you say that's <laughs> yes. That, that's three times too much. I don't even think about that team, let alone talk about them. So they're, they're above the Lakers and, in the standings. And I'm going to tell yeah. you, like I told you, I'm going to tell you, like I told you on playback, you, you're not about that life, son. Just, oh my gosh. So this is Kitty. Okay. I want to make sure that everybody, including the podcast, listeners, can hear the sound of my eyes rolling as Joe said that once again. Oh, <laughs> the, uh, the, <laughs> the, this is we're in the results business. Boy, I haven't said that in a while. And the results are coming. Uh, we're not playing the upper echelon teams, but who is? We're talking about a conference that's separated from one to the guaranteed six by six games. <laughs> by six games. And yeah, the- and in the Eastern Conference, it's just as tight. The first then, seed to the fifth seed is four games. Exactly. You got, and then you got one through twelve. That's eight games. It's a lot of parity this year. The NBA got its wish, at least for the first half of the season, which is mediocrity. That's what I call this. This is mediocre crap. Good basketball in certain respects, but I don't want to see this. But if there was a season to do it, this is a good year because we're Laker fans and. Lakers came out the gate slow, and now they're coming back, and it's going to help. However, 
We have to see if the second half of the season, which is coming up soon here, is going to have the relevant players doing what they're supposed to do. Number one, AD being available. Number two, monitoring LeBron's minutes so he's fresh for the playoffs. I want him playing every game, but he needs to be playing 29, 30 minutes. That's it. You wouldn't have to worry about him taking games off if he was playing those minutes. Tonight, probably the most encouraging thing after the win was the fact that LeBron only played 33 minutes. That is, that is a great thing. Now. And you chided me for that on the watch party. What do you mean? You told me, oh, well, that's not a big deal, Gerald. That's not a big deal. Anything, anytime, any amount of minutes that LeBron can save. When the hell did I say that? You said, it, you said when I was talking about how no, it was good no, that you, LeBron you, gets you got mixed up. You got mixed no, up. No, 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 I was no, talking no, about something no, else. No, 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 Sean's going to be on my side. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. So <laughs> anyways, uh, the Lakers are playing uphill a little bit now. We're starting to get to that over the hump thing. Because think about it. We, 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 we considered Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves Four and five. I'm sorry, three and three and four at, at one point. Mm-hmm. They weren't even playing. And Troy Brown was a starter. So now you're seeing not only the guys that were supposedly the be- the, the, the three and four guy on the team not play, you've got a, uh, a player who was starting a lot of games who's not playing. Now you got the rest of the guys pulling their weight and not only pulling their weight, this was a wire to wire win guys. And this was essentially a double digit lead the whole game. Yeah. And it was, it was great to see Juan Toscano Anderson play with activity. You know, sometimes amazing he... what happens, amazing what happens when you do that. And when you got length, I could not figure out why JTA wasn't a better player. This guy's got length. He's got athleticism. Why can't, you know, that's, I guess, where the coach, and I said this on playback, where the coach, and, and here as well, where where the coach, that's where the coach needs to show how good he is, is can you inspire that guy that has the tools to do better? Because there's one thing Shaq said about Phil Jackson when he was playing with Phil. He goes, you ever notice how Steve Kerr, when he was playing with the Cleveland Cavaliers, you never heard about him? He goes to the Bulls, he becomes somebody, you know? You have uh, Judd Bushler. You have uh, John Paxson. You know, all these guys that are secondary players that all of a sudden have these big moments and these big games. Do they have those big moments, big games, without the right system, coaching, and obviously the superstars around them help too. But, hey, they played with superstars before that. You know, there's a lot of stars in, you know, in the NBA. But why, why that particular team? Well, because I think a lot of times there's certain coaches that can – hit a button that ignites that talent. And I think we're getting a little bit of that right now with Darvin Ham. Maybe guys are starting to get used to the message. Maybe guys are starting to respect them more. Maybe Darvin Ham started going into the film room and going, guys, look, this is what you're doing wrong. Can you fix it? If you fix this, we're going to win. And then all of a sudden they start winning games. And then, you know, the attention goes, well, you know what, man, Darvin did say this in films and, you know, it, it, we, we, we adjusted and then we started winning. And again, we didn't just win tonight, guys. We destroyed Atlanta. Yeah, they made a run here and there. Gerald got all bent out about the third quarter because he only talks about the third quarter more than the Clippers. That's the only thing he talks about 
Morgan. Uh, I've I've kind of I've, I've, so, I've kind of been upset about the third quarters myself. So when you're the uh, scoring team in the third quarter, Joe. You well, let, let's advice. let's start and let's start absorbing Laker Tom's positiveness now since we're winning. Be one with Laker Tom. Have the spirit of positive Laker Tom. Be in the in the room now because it inspires the audience too. We're here to talk about a team that essentially held a double-digit lead for an entire game. That's good. That's a good thing. Now, let's see if we can take it to Sacramento. Now, it's not the same arena, but I still call it Staples North. Well, I don't know, it doesn't sound right. Crypto North? That's a stupid name. But we owe Sacramento an ass-whooping, by the way. So I'm hoping when they get on the plane tonight or tomorrow morning or whenever they do, they're like, hey, guys, these guys have been whooping our friends. What's their arena called now? I know it was Sleep Train. Now, what is it now? The Pepperidge Farm Center? Yes. Light that bean. No, not tomorrow, I'm hoping. They make good cookies, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> they do. I, I will give them that. I will give them that. Yes, indeed. All right, there you go, Joe. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do pull away for a nice victory, a very comfortable victory, 130 to 114. Before we go on out, guys, I want to talk about real quickly, can the Lakers sustain this for the rest of the month? Jim Howe brought up a good point earlier in the chat about how the Lakers still have quite a few games to go before the end of the month. And the fact is, first, and as John said as well, they have to get to 500 first. That's a key. And then they can start thinking about some real big prospects from there. Sean, I'll start with you first. What do you think the Lakers can do realistically about how they can close out the rest of this month? I still got 13 games left, I believe, for the rest of this month. How well do you think they can go ahead and, and succeed, fail? Where do you think the, the uh, future lies ahead for the team? I think I think eight and five is is doable, Gerald. So if the Lakers went eight and five, they would be twenty six and twenty six, correct? Yes. Okay, I'll take that. I I think I think that's realistic. I I think they're they're more than capable of uh, possibly winning nine or ten games the rest of the way. It's uh it it's you know what it's about now. Mm-hmm. These past four games, you've seen them play complementary basketball. And I know that buzzword gets thrown around um, in sports, but basically they've been, they've been relying on their transition with turnovers or defensive stops. They've been trying to force other teams to run off the three-point line, which has been nice to see. And they're just playing their butts off most of the time. I'd like to see them playing their butts off all of the time. But, you know, it. unfortunately, we don't have the, the athletes on the perimeter right now for that. But I, I definitely think eight, 8 and 5, 9 and 4, 10 and 3 is definitely in the cards, Gerald. And I think that's important to end January at 500 or better. Oh, there you go. Joe, do you feel the same way? I think in chat you said like eight and five, if I'm not mistaken. As soon as I said eight and five, Sean said it. If they're eight and five, that means they're going to be above 500 by the end of January. 
which means they're going to go into the last nine days of February or the first nine days of February before the de- deadline kind of even. And then they have a, a shot at kind of finishing off. What would they be at eight and 13? So you're looking at, they're sitting at right now, 39 games. So 13, you got 49, you got, you got 40, 42 games. Mm-hmm. In. So they'd yep. be 20, almost halfway. Yeah. So they'd be, tw- am I saying that right? 13? Yeah. Yeah. 43 games left. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So now if you win, if you've got a healthy AD and these guys are pulling their weight, things could get interesting now. Things can get interesting. And the Lakers got a, they got a little bit of some luck this season with the the way that West has gone. Well, Jared, and and to to his credit, Gerald called this. I I had thought there'd be at least a couple sixty win teams in the Western Conference, but Gerald called it from the start. He said, "Nah, that this conference is too cannibalistic for any team to to basically win sixty games this year." I mean, the only way that there's going to be a really outstanding team, I think, is if just because the Denver, you know, the the home advantage that they have. But they're not really, you know, a top team. I, I mean, I picked them as the top team in the Western Conference, but I picked that more because of their, their they have such a home advantage, you know, mm-hmm. the thin air. You know, teams usually go there on the second of a back to back. They're tired. They get in the thin air. This happens. This happens season after season after season where we see Denver have that advantage. So I was thinking that with Jokic and that kind of advantage and the fact that they have a pretty good team that I thought that was going to get them into that number one slot simply because of that. It, you know, it just wasn't because they're like a loaded team, like you're seeing with Boston or maybe even now Brooklyn, you got to talk about in that context or what we're seeing in Milwaukee. This is just a really good team with a very advantageous home arena. And we're only, we're only six games out of loss column from them. Hmm, that's true. Here, Here's, here's an interesting situation we've seemed to have dominated denver recently even as bad as we were even when we were bad so if you're you're talking about denver being a a top tier team and then you got the pelicans up there and then you got a one-man show with dallas and sacramento's had our number but i'm looking at this line i'm looking at the top four i'm going okay let's let's look at this Let's look at this from a healthy team standpoint, and the Lakers are in. Are you afraid of any of those teams in a seven-game series? If you've got an AD and a LeBron? No. Not in the slightest. Things could get interesting. Could be interesting, absolutely. And we got lucky, guys. We got lucky. I think had I, had we known that the, the, the West would be this mediocre – Maybe we wouldn't have reacted the way we did at the beginning of the year. Maybe we would have said, you know what, we just got to kind of ride this a little. But I think we were stained from the last two years a little too much. If it was 2021, which, Gerald, I don't know if you guys had the show in 2021, didn't yep. you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your reaction during that year? Throughout was, the- well, the reaction was, you know, why couldn't the Lakers be at the, uh, they, they were still a very good team on paper still had moments and flashes where you saw that they could go ahead and, and repeat. And because of the injuries that went down and the way things went down during the course of the season, it was just a case more of what if, 
but you saw a couple of signs as far as some trades, some things that were being done towards the end of that season that just, you know, it started, we didn't know at the time, but it looked more and more like it was being whittled down as far as what we're seeing to what we have today. Uh, I'm still not a hundred percent convinced because this roster, as far as after LeBron and AD is just all over the place. I understand that's what usually role players do, but you see with these other teams, some of these other teams have consistent role players that can give you consistent quality outings time and time out. Let's say four out of five times with the Lakers. It's just all over the place. And you're just like, Pam is just trying to guess on which players are actually going to contribute, which day today or in the last game, he's been hot with uh, Kendrick Nunn putting him in the lineup and he's been able to go ahead and utilize him. But, and I know that's already gotten our conversation started as far as can we retain none? Can we retain none? A week from now, none could be back sitting on the bench at the end of the roster. Once again, my focus isn't on none. My focus is well, on. I'm just talking about it as the, as the roster as a whole. There's so my, my right. My focus is going to be on the fact that I, I, I believe that Thomas Bryant's going to continue to play well. Yes. I believe that he's the Austin, only one that's been consistent for. I believe Austin Austin. Reeves will play well. I believe Alani Walker will play well. And the fact that they were able to dominate. They've been playing really well this last week or so. And there's been a lot of in and outs. So I'm waiting on the the final. I don't want any more in and outs. I want a healthy freaking team. And then I'll be able to tell you and we'll be able to see what this team is. How are you ever going to? They had the most start difference. They had had the most uh, starting lineups that were different. In all the NBA, no one's had more different starting lineups than the Lakers this year. And that's been the theme of the Lakers the last almost three seasons. At what point are we going to get out of this revolving door? Is there any consistency? If you look at the 2020 season, they had the same starting lineup the whole year, practically. And that is plays a, an important part in this. It's going to play an important part, especially if we can get it in the second half of the season. We get a healthy team, and we're able to keep LeBron under 30 minutes a game. You are going to be a dangerous team going into the playoffs. Absolutely dangerous, even with this current roster. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do have a very comfortable – one of their better wins as far as overall in the season, one of their most comfortable wins of the season – 131 14 interesting to see atlanta just you know they seem like on on the paper more talented team but they're just all over the place you know there's a lot of turbulence behind the scenes sean pointed it out earlier in the week to talk about that as far as what he was saying with the con i guess the the team and the coach are not on the right page right now and that could be spelling the end of nate mcmillan we've already heard rumors that he wants to go ahead and resign already so lot to figure out on Atlanta's end, but when it comes to the Lakers, we're really seeing some encouraging signs on the upswing. Sean, when you see the team playing like this, you know, tomorrow's a back-to-back. And even if they lose, if they just lose, like just stay competitive tomorrow night at home uh, and see, excuse me, tomorrow night in six in Sacramento, as long as they stay competitive, man. And if they can pull out a win, if they keep it close, you never know what's going to happen. You never know, Jill, but you're right, man. Uh, tomorrow on a back-to-back, if they're competitive for, you know, 
45 minutes and then the last three minutes it might get away from them that's gravy and and a win would be uh would be a cherry on top um but hopefully just going in tomorrow with the same kind of attitude um i'm not sure if uh, any of the four players who were out tonight will be available tomorrow i know reeves is likely out um it doesn't look like Troy Brown Jr. is going to play, but um, I haven't heard much on Lonnie Walker yet. So he's got, uh, he's still out with that contusion. That's yeah. Contusion. So I mean, we're probably going to roll with the same crew tomorrow. Hopefully, they they just play really hard and can scratch and claw to win. Because Joe's right. I mean, you know, we're we're due to lay a, a smackdown. On the Sacramento Kings one of these nights. Um, might not be tomorrow, but hopefully we can just cut out a win. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. If I'm the coach, okay, I go into the locker room tonight. And I, guys, you handled this game about as good as you could. LeBron didn't put up a lot of energy. You held the lead comfortably all all game despite the few runs, which is normal. I said, but I need you guys to get ready for tomorrow's fun. I think we need to get those guys good tomorrow. They've been slapping us around. We owe them one. Keep the momentum going. Let's go do it. This is Sacramento, guys. They are our B, and they always will be our B. So show it now. They've had enough. Well, I will say that the Lakers hopefully will go ahead and do what they can tomorrow to provide a good. No, that's not good enough. And a do win it. that will not do if I can. I want now do it. All right. In I'm their, sure. in their I, cookie I arena. Go, go fly to Sacramento <laughs> and make sure they do not. Don't turn point at me. Up. I'll point at you. I'll point at you right there. I want you to go fly to Sacramento tomorrow and prevent them, even if you have to get on top of the arena, prevent them from lighting that beam one more time. If I thought, if I thought I could get a front row seat and stand up behind their bench and say, these guys have been whooping your rear ends for what, two years now? You owe them one. And if it, if I got one, if I felt like they would all turn around and go, yep, you're right. And they went out and did it, I'd go do it. Believe me, I would. But I, I would also be sad that they needed to hear that from some schlep like me. So, I don't know. It's, this is, <laughs> you heard it first. He <laughs> called himself a schlep right there for you. <laughs> Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Really good crowd tonight. We truly appreciate it from the best Lakers chat room that's out there, right there for you at the Lakers fast break. Jim House says this four-game streak, good for team culture and hey. confidence. Absolutely. I agree. I agree with you, Jim. They're the three best seasons they ever had as a franchise, the Sacramento Kings, 2002, 2003, 2004. Won 55 games, 61 games, over 50 games. They lost a game seven in every year. Lost a game seven to the Lakers, out. Lost a game seven to the Mavs out lost the game seven to the wolves out that's the story of their team 
Get to a game seven, never win a game seven. There you go. Joe from Jim Howe. Jim <laughs> Howe is really liking what you're doing out there, both you and, and Sean Grice. Uh, I want to go ahead and say also as well that thanks so much again for watching this. Zanger Science says Atlanta does not like playing with each other. There's a lot of problems with that team, a lot of internal strife, things of that nature. Which is a shame because it's still a younger team, which has a lot of talent. And uh, I think uh, if that season continues to derail, I think there's going to be a lot of trades in the offering. I still think that they could, you know, package a deal for for some nice talent in return. And you, uh, Lakers might even look down that road if they need to, as far as Atlanta being maybe a seller if it continues this way. But Joe, when it comes back to this game, really, it's an encouraging sign. We thought the Lakers on this on this role that they've been really looking strong but i think even watching today's game made me convinced that this team now has has the confidence that they can go ahead and get into the mix in the western conference they're already in the mix based off of the competition right now in the west we didn't see it uh, a few weeks ago because we weren't paying attention to it heck i wasn't even paying attention to it the standings are remarkable looking at it right now. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm going, you're, you're, you're a seven, eight game winning streak away from being a one seed. That's, that's two weeks of playing really good ball. Oh, Hey, Lakers have a four game winning streak. What if they just go eight, you know what, in the next week and a half, it could be a two, three seed. I mean, imagine that before AD comes back, imagine that. It's not likely, but maybe it's it, it is. I mean, at this point, I'm like, let's see how they do tomorrow. If they beat a good team tomorrow, you got a couple of good teams coming up too. You got Philly, you got Denver, Denver at Denver, right? You start yeah. winning those games. Now you're starting to get really scary again, especially if your top dog is not there. And then when AD gets back and he starts playing AD MVP ball and he doesn't get injured again, shoot, it's... We're, we're right back to focusing on the playoff run now. Yep, absolutely. And that's something that we need to hopefully get back into. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. And if you're ready to talk toys, I haven't stopped talking toys. Let's get to it. It's the Jay and Rob Toy Show, and we're back for season two for 10 more episodes of Toy Talking Goodness. And this time, we talk Marvel figures, we talk DC figures, Holy Grails, play sets, what if scenarios, and so much more. But we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that, and of course, our action figure spotlight. So check out the Jay and Rob Toy Show season two, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. So I'll finish it off with this, guys. And once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Before we head on out, Sean, you know, what, what Joe's talking about is obviously us eyeing the playoffs. We still need to get above Minnesota, we still need to get above Utah in the Western Conference, but it's obviously being only a game out of 10th place. It's more feasible with a win tomorrow night. We could feasibly, I don't know, get really, really close to being in, in that mix, in the play-in mix. We could be, uh, I think it would take another win. I think it'd take another couple wins, but we could actually be inside that play-in window by middle of the next week. 
your thoughts on the, how soon this could be a possibility the way the Lakers are playing right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Gerald, we've we've have proven it this year. We've beaten Denver, we've beaten Brooklyn, we've beaten Milwaukee, we've beaten uh, quality teams. Yeah, in in the past week and a half, you 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 don't get to decide who's on your schedule. You play who you play. Mm-hmm. You play the team that's in front of you, and regard regardless of uh, uh, Hackney's criticism from from losers out there or people who really don't understand what they're watching and just uh have diarrhea of the mouth because that's that's all they can compute like joe was saying is in the moment at the moment joe's right i mean we're You could you could go on a six on you know we've won four in a row they could win another six in a row all of a sudden now they're ten plus in a row and you vaunted yourself into you know a third or a fourth seed that that's how quickly things can change now in the NBA in the Western Conference um, I think it's definitely feasible um, I think they're I think. Darvin Ham also needs to settle on outside of outside of AD's injury. The three or four guys he wants to consistently play with LeBron. So we know basically Thomas Bryant is is going to play with LeBron every time he's out on the floor, pretty much. Um, who else? Well, we obviously have Russ out there. Short of Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker being available, so you have Juan Toscano Anderson to balance out the the length on the perimeter, but you still need still need a few guys. I'd like to see Sterling Brown play a little bit more. Um, you know, I I remember watching him a little bit in Dallas. You know, he's he definitely has that three and T game, but like you said, drilled. It's inconsistent. It's, it's along the same lines as a, a JTA or a Troy Brown Jr. If I don't think kid- he lasts outside of the ten yeah. game. Yeah. So I'm right. So you need to find consistency there on the perimeter, and we internally, it's just it's not there. I, it, what we have there are uh, are good band aids or um, you know filters, so to speak. But we need consistency there that. It's just not going to break internally. I didn't know Joe Soro was were twins. I didn't know you had a twin, Joe. Luca seems convinced that there's a good and a good twin, a good Joe and an evil Joe. It's like didn't even know. it's like twins. This Joe got all the good parts, and the other Joe got all the crap. Is it like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah. Lucas uh, seems convinced. Yeah, that's Dan, that's Danny's line in the movie. You gave you gave him all the good stuff, and I got all the crap. Well, it, 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 Luca, Luca complimented us, which I w- really appreciated. But I'm also, as we all do, as we all do. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> look, G, you, you can look in the mirror and compliment yourself all you want. I hope it makes you feel good. But um, some of us are. I'm not a narcissist like you. Uh, that, that might be true, but the thing is, it's like anything else in life. You have to adjust to what is going on. 
technology, family versus non-family. <laughs> you know, there's it's not just sports, right? But let's but let, let's let's talk about I guess the good person today. Do you want me to be bad today? No. Double-digit wire-to-wire win practically? No. no. Not going to look right. Why would I do that? Then I'm going to turn into someone who's trying to get your attention in a wrestling heel way, just trying to just tickle your your face to, to piss you off. Joe's like Arn Anderson or uh, Dusty Rhodes. Hey, that's a good that's a good comparison. I I love the enforcer. The Arn Anderson was known as the enforcer, and that that is pretty much my daily job is to enforce. If the if the Lakers are winning the way they're supposed to, you're never gonna see the bad. Now we did talk about some of the bad in the game, and it's usually gonna be tied to why are they making mistakes that are not forced over and over again. But they were able to make up for those mistakes by playing well, making shots, all that stuff, right? Uh, and that's really all it is, guys. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be fake. I am giving you the analysis of what I'm seeing. Now, Gerald is starting to, he's been sticking to the negative side today, which is fine. You know, sometimes realistic. Realistic, you know, it'll be, you know. Three weeks from now, and the Lakers are a six seed, and then Gerald will still come back, talk about the Clippers for a couple segments. Then he'll talk about how what is about the Clippers for a couple segments, ready, segments. Right. So we know your we know your game, Gerald. You don't it, it's all on tape. This is there's a receipt. I'm I'm not making things up. Go back and look at the receipt. And and, and, and it'll it'll confirm what I'm saying. So Tomorrow, if we win tomorrow, I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna start getting the feeling that the team is getting an attitude that is needed at the moment. That they're getting that. You know what? We're gonna go in here and bust your rear end. Once you start doing that, and you're the Lakers, and you got LeBron, and hopefully AD coming back next week. So allegedly, gonna be you're gonna see a lot more happy people in here because the results are there. The results. We're asking for results. You have LeBron James, who's arguably a, a top. Can can we say he's a top ten player still in the league? Not right now. He's playing like 10. it. Now, now Joey's being criticized about talking about the Clippers. AD, AD, he's is he not a top three player when he's in MVP mode? Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. This is not the Clippers, Gerald, with a one legged. Kawhi Leonard and a Paul George who's more concerned about his side pieces than playing basketball. This is about LeBron and AD and the Laker lore and 17 championships. That's that's why we're like this. We expect greatness because that's what this franchise is. But I call it like I see it. I always have and I always will, my friend. Well, you got to start getting your contacts fixed. No, I don't have to fix anything. I never asked you to fix anything. Well, actually, I have. Never mind. Off camera. After I usually get a poor letter or two. But that's beside the point. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford along with Joe 
the newly changed man that he is, Joe Sorrow. There you go. And then also as well, the magic man, Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate Z out there. Thanks so much as well. Appreciate Gotta Be His Shoes. Everybody that's been a great part, Sovereign, Terrence, Jim, Howard, all been a great part of our conversation today. Luca has been, obviously, he usually comes after we're on the air. So great to have him on the air with us live. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Guys, any last thoughts before we head on out? Sean, any last thoughts on what the, the Lakers can do this weekend before we head on out? Whatever our guys decided to eat before the game tonight, do the exact same thing tomorrow, please. Because tomorrow is not a must win, but it's a need to win. You need to win that game. Psychologically for yourself and to put some pressure on the Sacramento Kings. I'll grant them the respect of calling them the Kings, Gerald. But I'm thinking what Shaq called them, but I'd never say it. Wasn't he offered an ownership at one time in them? Yes, he was. Okay. I'm just checking. Just checking indeed. But once again, the Lakers do win 130 to 114. Looking very strong. And I want to remind everyone that we will have our live watch party on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break back strong, going up as strong. It was a great time tonight. Hope you can be a part of our watch party tomorrow night, 7 PM set right there for you on Saturday against the Sacramento Kings. Hopefully we will prevent them from lighting the beam once again. And I want to just mention the fact that I was at CES Got a chance to talk to the people behind this headset I have right now on my head. That's the Think Right Victory 250 XG Gaming headset. It's only 40 bucks. It's available right now on Amazon. I'll make sure to put it in the description where you can buy it if you're interested. But if you think I sound pretty good, if you think it looks pretty good, it's very lightweight. It's been very handy. And I had a chance to talk to the uh, CEO behind this. Great job, indeed. So I got a chance to go ahead and, and uh, t- talk to him about this. So right there at CES this past week. Looking forward to some great things with this, but also as well, our show as well, the Lakers Fast Break. They thanked us so much for actually promoting this on our recent episodes. So, guys, I want to thank so much, everybody, for watching last night. Appreciate it. Been a great crowd indeed. Once again, the Lakers do win 130-114. Joe, obviously, you're very encouraged. It's been a very positive, Joe. Increasingly positive over the past few games. I like it. See, I like to see it. PJ, uh, positive Joe. No, you know, it's I, not like that. It. It's Everybody, not positive. Well, you, okay, well, okay. I'm just. I'm not being positive. I'm, 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 and now I'm analyzing what I'm watching and I'm explaining it. Okay. Then it's you're positive. analyzing something in a very positive. It's coming through in a positive manner. People are that were always looking for your rants and raves and and angry tones or actually if, kind of you know quite. If they want to rant, if they want to rant, I can rant in a positive way. Which is great. I would why love you to keep hear. talking about the Clippers? I can rant on that. I mentioned them <laughs> twice, and yes, I just like you're the one. I told you already. Actually mentioned it more than I, I told have. you already. Twice is too much. Already. You then why have you mentioned them five more times since? <laughs> it's 
First of all, you said three before. Now it's two. Uh, whatever. I've mentioned them more than I have. And I was trying to make a point. As you would say, check the tape. And you got defensive. Check the tape, Check the tape, You got defensive. <laughs> and you start talking check about Gerald. Tape, Gerald Genius Glassford. Thank you so much. I like that. I appreciate that. But unfortunately, that won't say it. It won't say it on my. By account. the way, Sovereign, when he meant off air, he didn't mean off air. He just. I get emails. We and get emails. We do get a lot of emails, and we, we do uh, appreciate every single one of them. And if you want to go ahead, it we, is we, fast break. We own a. Them. We're starting to own a lot of real estate in people's heads that they actually sit down and are like, and I'm sitting there going, "Really? Yes, he is <laughs> cool." <laughs> that last one where he he basically wrote out a, a disinfectant. Recipe kind of had me confused, but uh, for the most part, I can follow along with our audience in there. Well, you know, we thought of some great things. We were talking about it back and forth in the in the live watch party about some great ideas we wanted to toss around as far as up for upcoming shows. Not only NBA observations, Lakers history one one. We're thinking maybe some Lakers trivia action. Now up. that that is a show because what's great about trivia, especially the Lakers is if you're already good with Laker trivia, the stuff that you don't know, now you're going to know. Well, I will I will start out, if we do these shows, if we do separate Lakers trivia shows, we will start out with you guys first. But I would love to see Evolve where our guests also come on, the people that are in our chat or people that just want to come down and answer the questions that are Lakers fans. I'd love for them to be a part of it. And if you are interested in a Lakers trivia show, being part of this as far as, the whole thing going on with, you know, answering questions on Lakers trivia. We'd love to do separate shows on it. So please let us know if you're interested in joining us on one of these shows, or if you're interested in joining us live on these actual post games or live watch party, please let us know. Lakers fast break on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, what else? Instagram courtside Lakers on Instagram. Now also as well, Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. Yes, Joe, before we head on out. It's not Laker trivia related, but to tail on to what Sean said about the game sevens that the Kings have had. Mm -hmm. So the Sacramento Kings, I believe they went to Sacramento in 84 or 85. 85. 85. From Kansas City. From Kansas City, yes. They have never won a game seven in Sacramento. The last time they won a game seven was when they were the Kansas City Kings in 1981 in the second round versus the Phoenix Suns. Yes, people, we are basketball nerds. We even know what happened in Kansas City in 1981. (laughs) What do you think we're going to know when it comes to the Lakers? Well, again, if you're interested, we would love doing separate shows. And hey, guys, you know, I didn't know Sean was going to bring this up. I mean, we prepare for the show, but it's just more added proof that I brought it up because I got the gift. No, no, no. You're not listening to me. I'm talking about what Sean said today. Oh, okay. No, not your, not the trivia thing, but Sean mentioned something random. And this goes back to my point about positive, negative, forget about all that. I'm going off what Sean randomly said, and I'm giving you info on that. I didn't prepare for that. I didn't go in going, 
Oh, what did Sean say? Oh, did Sean? Oh, let me go look. You guys have been watching me here. I'm listening and talking. So just so you guys know, if you guys are going to watch Laker trivia, you better bring your knowledge. If you don't got the knowledge, you're going to learn something, which is fine. Or if you want to participate. Know our crap. Know that we know our crap. And that's why this show will be number one one day in terms of Laker shows. Because we know what we're talking about. We're never going to be dull. And we're going to tell you what we see. And we're going to give you evidence. Evidence. Something's very important in life is evidence. You know, it's what, what if, the country. What if uh, somebody comes on and then they beat you guys? Hey, we, we invite them to the, the show. Time. We invite them to the show. And if they happen to be local, then we take them out for dinner. I was worried. I'm glad you put on out for dinner part. I thought to take him up. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Joe, Joe, Joe's the uh, the foreman from Happy Kilmore. I'll yeah. see you out in the parking lot. I, I he was already talking on the last show. I about cannot it. tell he you has guys. A nice big warehouse. If you want I to cannot tell you that. how much I laughed watching that film. The moment. <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys! If you haven't seen Happy Gilmore, turn, turn mute the mute the thing. When Carl Weathers brings out his hand, uh-huh. I not, I, I'm not exaggerating. I could not stop laughing until the end of the movie, and it was the line the line that really really broke me was Jaws, the guy that played Jaws. I always knew him as Jaws. Uh, what was his name in the in the movie, Mister? Uh, damn it! I hate when I forget names. Um, well, he's like, when Shooter goes to him, oh, you can count. And he goes, and you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. I'm <laughs> seriously, my, my, that one and the stay out of my way or you'll pay. Mr. Listen, Larson. Pay. Okay. Mr. Larson. And then he, Mr. Larson. And then he, and then, <laughs> and then Sandler's like, how about I go eat some hay? I can <laughs> out of clay. I can play by the bay. I just made. What do you say? Like, I, I just. I'm like, who wrote this stuff? Was this random? Was it written? Like, I was seriously. I was like, you're seeing how I'm turning red. Imagine this. It's late at night. I was going to San Diego. I went, I'd just come back from the San Diego State orientation. This is the first, you know, year, first experience in San Diego for college, and I'm like crying. It's 11 o'clock at night. I was with a friend and her mother. Her mother was trying to sleep. She was nice enough to say, hey, you guys want to watch a movie before you go to bed? We're sitting there, and we're totally like, we're going to enjoy this movie and then just go to bed. Instead, we kept her mother up for two hours because we literally could not hold our, <laughs> our laughter. And I went to bed, and I was sitting there, and we're, you know, after a while, you're just like... <laughs> you're just like giggling in your, in your sleep from, from just thinking about the movie, so... Was a good that was that was good that you brought that up because I always love telling that story. It's so funny though because I was watching uh, old episodes of Cisco and Ebert, and that actually, even though I love the movie as well as you guys do, and obviously it's been so iconic in pop culture for so many years, they absolutely hated it. It's actually one of their worst that the year that came out. It's but all, all due respect, Adam, Adam Sandler do, just seems to rub people the wrong way. All, all due respect, all due respect to Siskel and Ebert, they were icons in their industry. They were their critiques on movies like that were a joke because they lost. It's funny because sometimes they'd argue about context, yet they didn't understand the context of that film. 
that film is not there to inspire or become, a, 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 you know, to be sent to the Smithsonian or whatever. This was a two hour or hour and a half crying, laughing movie, movie that has never has translated even till now. It's basically like a lot of fart and sport jokes. And if you can't handle that, then... I don't know. Honestly, Sean, I don't know. I don't think it was that. That's, that's like, uh, you could say that about like the hangover. Caddyshack, yeah. You could say that about hangover, you know, to some degree, Caddyshack. No, that one, some of the stuff they were saying and the fact that Carl. Oh, we- I agree, Joe. I agree. How- well, Carl right. Weathers, Carl Weathers was an icon as Apollo Creed. I don't call him Apollo Creed anymore. I call him Chubbs. That's how big and funny he was in that film. And it's just everything got put together the right way. That's, to me, the greatest Adam Sandler film. And he's had some really good ones, like The Wedding Singer's really, really good. Big Daddy's really good. Um, I know he's made some more uh, drama films recently. But to me, those that's when he was in his prime. It was like almost like him and Jim Carrey in the 90s were just off the charts. But laughing just makes things so much better i mean you you laugh and winning winning and laughing are the two best things you can have well let's hope the lakers can do a little bit of both in the next couple of days starting with tomorrow at sacramento but we'll be here starting tomorrow for a live watch party hopefully you'll be a party joining us hopefully you'll be joining us then for a live watch party lakers fast break right there for you at of course playback.tv slash lakers fast break and then of course after the game we're going to be live right here, wherever you get your podcast, plus also YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Trovo, Twitter. We're all over the place showcasing us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate, again, everybody being a part of what we're doing. Guys, any parting thoughts before we head on out? Lakers, let's focus tomorrow night and return serve for once against Sacramento, especially yes. at Petrich Farms Arena. like you said they make good cookies sean any last thoughts i concur with uh my friend there just beat their ass just beat their purple and black ass well i would say if they could just stop from lighting the beam i think that will do do me just fine if the lakers win and they don't light the beam i'm all good with that but once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 130-114. to They are now closing in, hopefully, on a play-in spot because right now they are still in 12th place in the Western Conference. But you know what? It's getting closer and closer. The team right now is 18-21. They are one game out of a play-in scenario. So hopefully with a loss by Utah tomorrow and a win by the Lakers tomorrow can put those two teams in the tie by the end of next week, things could look very different for the Lakers. The Lakers could be squarely in the middle of that playoff mix very soon. Keep telling us your thoughts on YouTube, Lakers Fast Break. Again, also as well, Facebook, Trovo, Twitch, Twitter, both on the Lakers Fast Break on Instagram and Courtside Lakers on Instagram. You can share your thoughts even on TikTok at Lakers Fast Break. So for Joe Sorrell, Sean Grice, LOL, you have a wayward word, Sean. Sovereign likes to that. Gary A says, if James doesn't play tomorrow, will Joe lose it? Maybe. Will the, will the bad Joe come out? Yeah. Unless we win. Okay.
All right. Got to be the series. Stay tuned tomorrow. Yep. Stay tuned tomorrow. And find out. Thank you, Gannett, to everyone. Garrier, got to be the shoes. Zangerstein, Sovereign, Terrence, everybody that's been a great part of what we're doing. The trolls, please continue to go away. I've got the magic button that gets you sent away anyways. So please don't come around here. Although you're not going to listen to me, you're going to still stop by. I'm still going to get you out of here. Doesn't matter. Oh, well, once again, thanks so much for joining us. It's the Lakers Fast Break. We'll be on tomorrow night. Hopefully with some good news and hopefully with some more great conversation that only we can provide on the Los Angeles Lakers right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.